experience is a conglomeration of the words you believe and obey if you're singing victory and you're believing the victory of the cross in your life you will see it work in your life a hundred percent of the time if you doubt if you don't proclaim it if you don't sing it and say it and speak it you'll never in a million years have it because the word is salvation the word is what saves you from yourself the gospel is an invasion of the divine word into the earthly vessel it's the highest angelic warfare that's why the enemy has often responded in the past with murdering whoever is communicating the divine message they've killed millions of them because the highest angelic warfare is the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom the entrance of the word of god into the human spirit it destroys death it destroys demons it destroys sin it destroys curses it transforms the inner man by the impartation of the glory the strength of your inner man is the glory John 17, Jesus Christ, high priestly prayer says, Father, I have given them the glory. I've given you the same strength that God has. You're just as strong as God. Amen. That's why your spirit can't die. Because your spirit is just as strong as Almighty God. Satan can't kill the human spirit. And the human spirit can destroy Satan as it becomes more than a conqueror after salvation by being strengthened with glory in the inner man. Glory. Where's that verse in the Bible? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Ephesians 3.16 May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power Where? In the outer man. Yeah! 
No. No. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. In the inner man. Strengthened with power, reinforced with power, and strengthened with mighty power by the glory. Ephesians 3.16, this is literally what it says in the Amplified Classic, which goes into the Greek depth of Paul's word. This is exactly what the apostle is teaching. The strengthening of your spirit, the entirety of your heart, your entire inner conscience, your true self inside that body. And there's a glorification of self. You'll always have a soul, but he's going to glorify your soul. And so you have a different experience inside that body. This is the meaning of life. This is the answer to everything in the world is finding the glory of Jesus Christ in your spirit and realizing that grace God's unearned, undeserved favor has put it inside you already. The Holy Ghost is omnipresent. As soon as you believe the word, there is a recreation of the spirit, the human spirit, with glory. And if you keep hearing the prophetic word. Now, before Joel's bar today, the Lord was telling me, he's like, people are are at such a disadvantage because most of their Christianity has not been in the prophetic. Which means if your Christianity from the moment you're born again wasn't developing and maturing in prophecy, in the prophetic, you're actually stuff in you taught by men and demons opposes the living word opposes the spirit of glory if you've been trained in any form of christianity that's non-prophetic it's demonic influence it's satanic and that's why there's major struggles amongst christianity you're never supposed to learn a non-prophetic gospel because god jesus is the spirit of prophecy if we have an unprophetic gospel we have a false gospel this is why it's hard for people they never were trained in prophecy and this doesn't mean words of knowledge prophecy is not a word of knowledge that's a completely totally different gift Prophecy is the gospel. You understand? You need to equate the gospel to the prophetic. You haven't grown in the gospel at all unless you've grown in the prophetic because there's only life on the sapphire wine of the word. There's no life on the word unless it be sapphire wine. What kind of word are we drinking if it's not laced with the sapphire sea? The only substance in heaven. The only substance in heaven. 
which is where the gospel comes from, is completely drenched in prophetic anointing. Our problem is we have watered down human gospels. We need a prophetic gospel that's so strong that it's like we're hearing the gospel preached for the very first time. We harden our hearts. You know, that's what people do. When you have human gospels, human teaching, you never develop in the prophetic. It's just like stuff works. Pray, read the Bible. Listen, man, don't read the Bible outside of the spirit of prophecy. It's It won't be alive. <laughs> Haven't you ever read? A dead letter kills. <laughs> Reading the Bible apart Holy. from prophecy is death. The Bible says it. An external study and an external discipline without the spirit of Jesus has nothing to do with real Christianity. You need to understand, practicing the spirit of Christ is Christianity. Him communicating to you through all creation. Not church. Not just your Bible but through the numbers on your microwave. (laughs) Through the clouds in the sky, through the leaves on the tree, in all creation, longs for the manifestations of the sons of God. The Bible says the Son of God has already manifested. Jesus has already manifested, which means Jesus is communicating through all creation already. You can see and hear the Spirit of Jesus everywhere in the world if you're looking for it, if your heart's open. It's like the burning bush. If you're looking for it, bushes would be catching on fire all over. The difference between Moses' burning bush and every other burning bush, because burning bushes were common. It was common. Lightning would strike and stuff, brush fires everywhere. There's fires everywhere. What's different about this fire is it's a supernatural fire. But look at the fire of Moses and Jesus Christ. He came through creation and nature looking natural, and it was the desire of Moses' heart to turn into it, and it became prophetic. So it's the natural and the sensitivity of your heart that interprets the Word of God through creation out of the softness of your heart. If you have a hard heart, everything's negative. You're interpreting things negatively because you have a bad report, a false gospel, a demonic word in the soul. (laughs) It's turning towards Christ, a better word that's speaking to you today and in hearing the word today, not hardening your heart. What does it mean to hard your heart? To be sensitive to hearing something fresh and new that you've never experienced before. So how can you get so sensitive that every word spoken from God is fresh for the very first time? Bread from heaven. You think eating common bread. You just get a loaf of bread every day would get boring. 
Imagine that you're on a diet where all you get every day is bread. And that's what the Bible says. It tests your faithfulness to the freshness of the same word every single day. It's the lust in the soul that desires the words that fascinate the brain that lead us astray into Satan because we're not satisfied on bread. Yeah. Just regular bread every day. And it won't be your fancy artisan bread. It'd just be some white wonder bread. Signs and wonder bread. <laughs> 99 cents at the corner store. The cheap common stuff. That's how God likes to come. Just looking ordinary like a burning bush. Looking ordinary like a Jewish man with the most common name of all Jewish boys in the whole nation was Yahshua, Joshua. That was the most common name of boys in Israel's day of the days of Jesus. It wasn't rare. It was the most common popular name in the whole nation, which means, oh, it's just another Yeshua. It's just another Jesus. It's another Joshua, Joshua. No, it's different. You turn inward and you go deeper than the surface. It's not just about the bread coming the same every day. It's going into it into the heat of it, into the substance of it, into the fire of it, into the creamy center. And it transports you someplace new every single day. There is nudeness in the same bread every day. This is how you'll never go astray. But the carnal mind that lusts needs something externally different. And this is how you see all the disloyal to Jesus Christ. Many are falling away. The Bible says the love of many will wax cold. Why? Because they're fascinated on an external form. The external form. I'm not just living on bread. I also have crackers. We have croissant. So the brain is a lustful demon. This is the discipleship of the gospel, crucifying it with the same external form every day. They looked at the same external Jesus every day, but internally he was growing in wisdom. He was growing in favor. Internally you're growing in wisdom. Internally you're growing in favor. Who cares what anyone has judged on the outside? Circumstances don't make you. Your experiences don't make you. Knowledge does not make you. The Holy Ghost and His supernatural Word created you. Your identity is in the Holy Ghost. Everything everything else will fade away. The Bible says that everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything under the earth will pass away. But the Word remains forever. What is that? 
It is the substance inside the form. It is the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit of Jesus. It is looking into the fire and encountering it. This is the destruction of idolatry. See, the mind wants the external form because we're trained in the flesh idols. Idols are not having Buddhas or all the Hindu gods in your house. Idols is having your brain in external forms. Judging on the outside. An external discipline. I need to have the Bible on the outside. You need to have the Bible on the inside. And something new will come out of you all the way through. Every single day. I make all things new. There's a river flowing out of you. The river of the inner substance of the Word of God is the newness that the mind is looking for. The crucifixion of the senses is the satisfaction of the Spirit inside the Word. Now, even amongst dry religious preachers, I've seen this before. You can suck marrow out of dry bones. You can break a chicken's leg and suck moisture inside the marrow. There is substance in there. So we're all without excuse. If you wanted to go deeper in the word, you can in any church, in any religious environment. This is not the pastor's fault. You are the seeker of the Spirit. You are the desirer of Christ and the deeper things of God. You determine the water levels of the Word in your inner man. So nothing is dependent on the outside. You have no restrictions. You're not a product of your environment. It doesn't matter if you're raised in the church or not the church. What matters is how deep you've got into the spirit of the word and found yourself in the water of the word in a mirror reflection of the word of God. It is the identification of the inner man being glorified by the marrow of the bone of the word. Look at the word as bones. Yeah, because it says in the Bible that the letter kills, which means the outside's just bone. The outside's death. That's what it says in the Bible. The outside's wrapped in a container of the earthly, if you just have ink and just the out, the paper and the pages, it's just dead. It'll burn in a fire. It'll decay. Those pages will burn away and it won't be there 500 years ago. Those old Bibles, they're just falling apart. You can just blow them and dust will blow them away and they just disintegrate with time. That's the outer part of the container of the word. But the spirit on the inside is still around that word vibrating in the invisible dimension forever. That is the marrow of the word. So we have to get out of the bones. How do we get out of the dry bones, Ezekiel 37? How do we get out of the external? How do we get out of the bewitchment? How do we get out of the unrighteous judgment? How do we get out of the dry place? How do we get out of death? What is the conquering of death? The Bible tells you the conquering of death is getting out of the bones into the marrow. Marrow is your promised land. 
the marrow of the spirit, the marrow of the soul, the marrow of the mind, and the marrow of the bones. The inside of everything. Cleaning the inside of the cup. Cleaning the inside of your organs. Cleaning you at that God element. They call it a a God cell, a God element. They go in, they can put a, a cell and body under a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand power microscope, and they found these little things floating inside your nucleus. And your electrons and po- protrons. <laughs> Drunken glory science today. Oh, have a drink. They found something in the center of these cells at the smallest level that looks like a cross. They call it the God particle. And you've probably heard about that. It's really, really famous now. I tell you what, this is, this is something that we're discovering now. It's the discovery of the spirit. There's discovery in the spirit inside you. See, bewitchment is the confusion of the mind to look for satisfaction on the outside. I tell you the truth. All discovery is putting your mind back in original design inside your spirit. You'll be bewitched and idolatrous and screwed up and practicing sin until you get your brain within. That's what the Bible teaches. You, are, you cannot be saved to a level of peace on the outside until you bring the outside into the inside. And the word, the gospel, transports your mind, renews your mind, and anchor only goes into water. Hebrews 6, we have this word of Jesus Christ as an anchor, the logos of God, to bring the brain into the latter rain. To bring the brain into the reign of Christ inside. And that is where you discover the living water. That is where you discover the glory of the inner man. Amen? May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Ghost, indwelling your innermost being and personality. So there's a personality that has the glory in it and a personality that does not. The personality without the glory, those are your fruit testers. Those are the Christians that get baptized in lemon juice. The Lord was showing me tonight, today. He says, you're only as intelligent as you are fruitful. The fruits of the Spirit is how smart you are. It's true. You can measure spiritual intelligence. You'll know them by their fruit, Jesus Christ said. The ones that come from God, they'll have the intelligence of God, which is how much fruit your spirit bears. How much peace joy you walk in is exactly how smart you are. Now, 
in the world, intelligence is is rated by flesh, which is often just getting bad and worse and grumpy and serious. But that's the devil's measurement. That's the measurement of how lost you are. That's how deep into the devil you are. How deep you are into Jesus Christ is a measurable amount of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when you're being tested with external circumstances, your intelligence as a spirit is the measurement of how much peace you have. And we need a vocabulary to describe these things because the world or sinful men who f obey fallen angels call it stupid and weird. <laughs> they, yeah. they think the fruit of the spirit is weird. Yeah. God says that's the only life you have in you. Yeah. There's no life in you except the spirit and the spirit's only bearing fruit in your spirit. <laughs> and the more fruit in your spirit, the more intelligent. So if you look at a tree, the Bible says when Jesus healed the blind man, he saw all men as trees. So right now as you're looking at trees, how much fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness is on your spirit tree and your flesh is just burning up and being engrafted into the spirit. See, the flesh is just the, the compost. It's compost. The blood is compost. The flesh is compost. It's fertilizer. It's the pitch of Noah's Ark. It's the black tar of the Ark. Yes. Now, it's awesome how it can just encapsulate, but it has nothing to do with fruit. You can never get fruit out of the soul or fruit out of the flesh. There's no fruits of the soul. Zero. There's no fruits of the brain. Zero. And there's no fruits of the bones. Zero. There's only fruits of the spirit. And the spirit fruit, which is how smart your spirit is. And you're in charge here now because Jesus is in your spirit. And you're taking authority over your flesh. It's called self-control. So you're not completely insane. So your spirit tree has Jesus Christ in it, the roots of David in it. And you're devouring the crazy part of you that's not God. It's not God. It's totally Satan. It's not God. It's Satan. And it's devouring Satan as the black tar and the pitch. That part of the ark came from the underworld. These are the days of Noah. The black tar of the tar pits of Noah came from the underworld representing hell. Yeah. The body represents hell. Is hell the outside? The hell part of you, is it the outside of the ark? Absolutely, like the days of Noah. That's why it manifests so crazily. That's why there is such a contrast between light and darkness. Is flesh light? No, flesh is never light. The Spirit is light, and the Word is light, and the blood of Jesus is light, but the flesh is pure darkness. But the pure darkness was the pitch of Noah's Ark. 
It was the tar of the gopher wood that encapsulated salvation, which means there's no salvation except in the flesh. Yeah. Anyone that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh is an antichrist, which means there's no salvation for anything unless it's in the flesh. That's why angels can't be saved, because they don't have flesh. It was our minds on the outside of our flesh that gave us the ability in the future through the blood of Jesus to get back inside the spirit. The flesh or the animal skins was God's temporary salvation until a later atonement. God used the flesh, like the animals in the Old Covenant is what represents the flesh. Animal flesh, the the beast. The Old Testament, the, the animal sacrificial system was the salvation of that belief system of that covenant. Amen? Which means salvation is going to come in an animal form. Salvation is going to come like an animal. It's going to come like a lion of the tribe of Judah. We love that word in Christianity, in the glory, in the prophetic line. But back then, it would devour your sheep. It would eat all of your money. They made their money off of livestock and farming. If the lions came, there was a lot more lions back then. You'd lose all your money. You understand that? So it wasn't a good thing. It was a terrible thing. (laughs) Terrible thing. For God to say he's in a lion, it means it's a redemption of the enemy that's devouring your flocks. So now the flesh is not just devouring the spirit. It's a container of salvation. So what was meant for evil, God has turned for good, it is written. What the enemy putting our mind in our natural body and practicing the natural man, which was eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the beginning, turned out for our exceeding wisdom so that we can't be fooled any longer in any progressive generation by lies. No lie will work after you experience this stuff. You can't be deceived anymore. Wisdom of the ages means you're no longer susceptible to believing false doctrine, false teaching. You can't. There's a place of maturity where the spirit is so smart, so fruitful, and the outside is so useful for containing the inside that you can't be bewitched. The gospel always wins. Jesus Christ always leads us in triumphant procession. Which means it don't matter what you face in the realm of the natural. If your heart condemns you, it don't matter because the spirit is greater than the heart. The word is greater than the heart. If the flesh condemns you, condemns you, the heart is greater than the flesh. Amen. All of it's true. That the inner 
man always is greater than the outer man. You can have an identity in your inner man and be strengthened with might and glory and be consistent in living out of that life and eternal life. The eternal life is simply putting your brain into your spirit. That's all living the eternal life is, is identification of the soul as a spirit being and getting all the junk out of your head from the enemy that says I'm just a mere animal that's why the daily sacrifice of the animal is for the conscience to be fully persuaded that I'm a spirit like my father in heaven when we believe that we are the same being the same type of being a son of God a daughter of God a child of God born again born of God and you actually believe it and are experiencing it, your confidence in your spirit supersedes any of the enemy's ability to steal your confidence no matter what goes on in the realm of the natural. That's the only way Satan can shut down a believer. But when your faith in your spirit is greater than all the natural realm's ability to steal the confidence of your spirit and your rock solid in identity in spirit, you cannot be shaken by any devil you have to come to a place of maturity where nothing in the realm of the natural can shake you I'll shake everything that can be shaken which means everyone trusting in the realm of the natural some trust in horses horses some trust in chariots but we trust in the name of the Lord our God we put our confidence not in the flesh not on the outside not in the US government Not in Donald Trump. Not in the Republicans. And uh, if you have any revelation, and you know what we're dealing with down here, not in this Christianity on the earth. We put our confidence in the glory of Zion. The glory of Zion is shared with the earth because it's inside earthen vessels. But it's not something that can be practiced externally. It is the fully persuaded mind to live out of the supernatural in the kingdom dimension on the inside. You must find your citizenship in Zion's glory as an identified spirit being, a new creature, until the brain is inside your spirit, illuminated by the word of God, living on Mount Zion, which is living in the kingdom of glory, there will be external forces of wickedness leading you astray, siphoning your brains, stealing your blood, stealing your confidence, Stealing your destiny paperwork, which is taking your inheritance from your spirit away from you. We say, oh, that one. Listen, most Christians have had their inheritance stolen. Most, not some, the majority. Because they don't understand the covenant. They're not spiritual enough. They're just carnal. They're natural, unrenewed Christianity is totally demonic. A Christianity where you're practicing being good in the self, you might as well be a pagan. It's paganism. Jesus Christ equated the self-effort of the covenant religion as paganism. He said they're babbling like pagans. It needs to be God himself practiced within the spirit. Intimacy with God himself, not some kind of external form of God, not a 
study about God, but an intimate burning inside the bush. You know, Moses, he spoke with God externally because he didn't have the blood of the lamb. You're dealing with where the people are at, where the nations are at. We have a better deal than Moses. All of you have a greater covenant and a greater experience every day than Moses. You have that same supernatural fire that discipled Moses 40 years burning in you, inside your heart. You are like a burning bush and the unbeliever is the Moses. They're the ones looking at you burning in that body. You are an angel inside a body, which is a bush. And the angel fire is your spirit being. The new creature is fully angelic. And the glory is completely fiery. We need to turn it up. The contrast between the flesh and the spirit is the measurable amount of holiness that we're currently walking in. Angels come with measuring sticks and they measure all these measurements in your lives to see what we need to work on for your spiritual development. Ministering spirits, they come, there's building spirits here. They're building up your spirit. The angelic job, including the sons of God that are fully angelic, our work is to build up your spirit to conquer your mind from your outer man. See, if the mind is on the outside, the mind's in hell. Remember that pitch came from hell. The whole outside of the ark was wrapped in hell, in the juice and the black tar of hell. It's almost like using the river of the red dragon on the outside. It's using the beast, which is fully satanic, but it's it's just an external shell, right? Because if the inside is holy, the outside is automatically consecrated because the angelic rules the animalic. This is how you conquer Satan, no matter what you look like, no matter what your outside is, if the inner man's clean, as the Bible says, to the pure, all things are pure. To the impure, which means if the mind is in the impure external realm, it's all impure because you're in the shadows of hell. So the renewing of the mind, salvation is getting the mind on the inside. That is everything becoming prophetic in your life. The mind controlled by the spirit is at peace with God. We say an external Holy Spirit, but that's because of the bewitchment of this Jezebelic Christian church. The mind controlled by your spirit is peace with God. A mind that is God inside minded, a mind that lives out of the rich treasury glory of Ephesians 3.16 has peace with God. What is peace with God? What crushes Satan underfoot? The peace of God. How do you crush Satan underfoot? Get your brain out of the outer man. Get your brain out of the world, out of sin, out of the dry bones, out of the dead letter. This is how you stop practicing religion. If you put your brain on the inside, you only have fun in all spiritual activity. If your brain's on the outside, it's works. It's hard. Oh, it's striving. That's where the curse is. What's the curse of the fall? Having the brain on the outside. Have to work by the sweat of your brow. Why? Because all of the ability is in the realm of the dead. And it's cursed by God. And it's not blessed, nor will it ever be blessed. It'll just be burned away by those that enter the rest. 
which put their brain inside their spirit and practice original design. See, all things that the angels are trying to do is get you out of the world. It's called being buried under the dust of the earth. Many shall arise out of the dirt, out of the serpent. A serpent is a demon spirit representing in prophetics snakes represent lies. What is the purpose of the snake? To bury the mind from remembering its own spirit. You can tell how effective the enemy has been on a person by how connected their mind is to their spirit or not. Sometimes the enemy has so discipled people that it takes a long, long time of threshing the heart before they can connect to their spirit. People have been sick for hundreds and thousands of years and are carnal and not natural. We call it a Neanderthal spirit. A Neanderthal spirit means that the skull is completely dry and has no understanding whatsoever of tapping into water or the spirit. So there's no wisdom. There's zero spiritual intelligence. It's all animal. And that's quite common in Babylon the Great. You meet, you meet people like this all the time, and it's just animals. But these are like the days of Noah where you're going to have to take care of barbarians. You're going to have to take care of Neanderthals. You're going to have to let your spirit be greater than the flesh. There's an unconditional love that can pastor. What's a great shepherd? Pastoring all animals. What's a good shepherd? Just pastor sheep. It's easy to pastor sheep. It's really, really difficult. You have to develop great ancient wisdom to pastor all animals. That's kingship. Kingship pastors every form of all externalism, of whatever image you're bearing, bird, beast, and reptile. Ancient wisdom, great wisdom, great shepherd, shepherds all animals. Malachi says, pastor those marked for the slaughter which are demonic animals, unclean animals. There's a pastoring of the wicked, the warlock, the sorcerer. There's a pastoring of the raven and the serpent. There's a pastoring of, what does it say in Isaiah? They're all going to lay down together. Lion and the lamb and the tiger and the bear and the hyena and the jackal and the cat and the bird and the dove. It's like all the animals that don't even matter anymore. That's what Isaiah says. Because the spirit is so superior by people growing up into a wisdom and becoming great shepherds. A great shepherd has a spirit that is so built up on the word of God, it can take dominion over all forms of external things. That's your promised land. That's wisdom. Wisdom to have a dominion in your spirit over all the natural realm. Then, the Bible says, nations shall be your inheritance. All nations, the Bible says. All na- now, you can't have an inheritance like that if it's just sheep or just my little clique, just hippies, just just weird, uncomfortable, drunken glory people, just dorks, just jocks, just this, you know, just the people that I'm familiar with in my background. Hey, well, listen, man. We need more wisdom in that. All things dwell people. We need to get out of our skin, out of our culture, dash it to pieces like pottery. You need to get out of your comfort zones. You need to be stretched. The new wineskin is your spirit. And the temptation is to settle for the limitations of the flesh. 
But the spirit doesn't have limitations. That's how you get uncomfortable. It's called the glory in your personality. Glory in your personality becomes great shepherding. But if there's no glory, you're limited to a natural personality, which is basically the environment you grew up in. You grew up in the suburbs, that's what you're comfortable around, that's what you can relate to. You get out of your skin, like David Wilkerson, and you start ministering to gangsters in, in the ghetto of New York, all of a sudden your spirit can relate to people outside your little country box. And it's not based on flesh or brain or anything of the natural blood. It's based on the greatness of the Holy Spirit, who is Lord of everything. The Holy Spirit understands everything here perfectly. He has no questions and zero confusion. Our only deal is getting out of the brain into the spirit so his intelligence can be shared with us to actually help people. You can't help a person in their brain. You're not helping flesh. You're not helping them die. You're not helping them religiously. You can only help a person in their spirit by your union in your spirit. And it's not weird. Union with the Spirit is the very glory of the inner man. It's the strengthening of the inner man. It's the confidence of the inner man. It's the glory of the temple. It's giving others a drink of living water. And it doesn't have to come in this kind of Christian terminology, this kind of language that we use that's biblical language. This biblical language is important for God's people because we go into the Word. It can come out of your mouth talking about anything. It's the substance on the inside. That's why these external forms are the limitations. People say we can't redeem drug culture, no tattoos, we're still in Leviticus. See, everyone's mind is on the outside and revelation after revelation of divine love takes us deeper and deeper into the liquid glory. So our identity is not in the body, but in the spirit. The measure that your identity is in your eternal spirit is the exact measurement of your fruitfulness. The only thing that steals your confidence before God is your mind in your natural man. The mind on your male or female man. The mind on your education. The mind on your bank account. The mind on anything. That's what idolatry is. If you can put your mind in your spirit, the Holy Spirit can do anything with you. Because now the limitations of the natural realm are gone. That's what it means to break the chains off of our hearts. That's what it means to set the captives free. What are they being set free from? The limitations of culture. The limitations of class. The limitations of education. The gospel sets a person free entirely from the natural realm to live in the glory realm. And the glory realm is Zion. The glory realm is where the spirit finds home and its home world and its identity. And the more your brain is convinced of it, the more you'll feel it on the inside until you don't feel anything else. There's a level of fruit where you don't feel anything negative, no matter if you're in hell. We've been surrounded. We had all kinds of rioting in St. Paul. We were at the RNC convention this one time, and they were rioting, and it was two, uh, 250 SWAT officers, and they were rounding up all these crazy looters and rioters, and they went around us, and it was like walking right through the Red Sea. Everyone getting arrested around us, total chaos. 
just death and destruction burning. You know how many apples has been on the front line of the newspapers for the last 15 years. You know, they have pictures of people in Minneapolis known statues in China from these people and all the movements and stuff. And you can judge these movements as much as you want. But in the natural realm, it's a response to advancements in the spiritual realm. And I have seen the spirit realm 15 years ago in the riding with the SWAT officers that the natural realm was moving around my angel even back then. That the spirit was superior to all of the chaos and the rioting. And I've watched it through all of the chaos we've seen with the burning down of 182 wow. buildings on the street that I live in in Minneapolis in 2020. I live on Lake Street. That's where all the buildings were burned. I watched the superiority of the glory of the inner man as the outer man oh, is getting burnt up because the demons are in the outer man. And you go through rioting and chaos in the book of Acts in order to disciple yes. cities. Yes. The Bible says when the apostles entered the Come city, on. there was rioting, there was earthquakes, and there was tremendous salvation, tremendous signs and wonders. Four different times, Paul and Barnabas enter a city, and the Bible says rioting, chaos, they shut, they started. They got entranced. It was the communication of their spirit that was carrying the third heaven coming down upon the second heaven and the earth. And the confrontation caused earthquakes. This is the confrontation of heaven and hell. You living in the glory of the third heaven in your spirit and everything outside you being confronted by God inside you every day. You get around brothers and sisters who are are also living in the great glory of the kingdom on the inside it will magnify that light one puts a thousand to flight two puts ten thousand to flight what happens if we have a Gideon's 300 that are fully God inside minded understanding the plumbing of the new covenant temple of the greater glory God is gonna glorify this house in a greater glory than what Adam and Eve walked the thief stole the glory of the inner man and prostituted it for selfishness in the second heavens for 6,000 years. So you are at war against a stolen, external, fading, carnal glory. It is glory versus glory. Paul says in Romans 9, there's the glory of the stars. There's the glory of the animals. There's the glory of man. There's the glory of woman. I don't want any of that glory. I want the glory of the Holy Ghost. It's a different glory. That's the glory that doesn't fade. That's the glory that conquers all the glories. You know what God of gods is in Psalms? Glory of glories. You've heard of the Holy of Holies? Now, in the New Covenant, there's no Holy of Holies. Because you're the temple. There's the glory of glories. Amen. All the earthly shadows are gone. Now it's just the mind catching up to the glory of glories. The God of gods. What are all these other gods the God is God of? The natural realm. 
the gods of this world. The god of the sky, the god of the star, the god of the sun. The glory of the sky. You could say God and glory are synonymous. Is it a fading God? Or is it an ever increasing God? Hello? New covenant, old covenant? Is it a Moses divinity? Or is it a Jesus Christ divinity? Glory and Godship and the divinity of celestial beings, the gods of this world, are measurable in glory. Jesus said the same thing. Satan's an angel of light. Satan's an angel of glory. Satan's an angel of glory. It's true. But it's a different glory. It's a celestial glory. It's a second heaven glory. But the Bible does call it glory. Just because you're in the glory, or even the drunken glory, doesn't mean it's the right glory. Each star has a glory. Each animal has a glory. There's a glory of religion. Religion had a glory. In an external religious law, it caused them externally to shine. Zero evidence that the inner man's right with God. Zero. Glory, glory isn't even the evidence that you're in right standing with God. Nope. Fruit is the evidence. Fruit is the evidence. Which means... It is, what is fruit? The intelligence of the spirit. You can only have fruit if you're in obedience to the Holy Ghost on the inside. Otherwise you'd be grumpy in the glory. These angels of glory, these angels of light, these celestial glories, these, these gods, what is, the, what is the Illuminati? What is the world? What is the stars of Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard and all the stars and everyone's a star, star, star? It's the prostitution of the stolen glory of Adam and Eve. It's stolen waters that are sweet. What are stolen waters? Stolen light. It's stolen light. It is the perversion of the lights of creation that don't obey the will of God. It's all light. It's light versus light, glory versus glory. This is the final showdown. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is glory. The Bible says it. Second Corinthians chapter three. There was a glory there. So there's a glory to the flesh. There's a glory to all of this stuff. Now, it's one thing to have those glories because you will still have those glories because the, the sun and the star and the moon remain forever, the Bible says. So those glories will always be here. The difference now is the manifesting sons of God, they come with true glory. John chapter 1 says, Jesus came with true light or true glory, which means they had light and they had glory. But it wasn't true glory. It was a different light and it was a different glory. The light and the glory of the Old Testament, even Solomon, is a different glory than the light and the glory of the New Testament of Jesus Christ. Solomon experienced a different glory. The Old Testament's a different glory. The New Covenant is the Father Himself. This light is God. This light isn't just some kind of external light. You can get into an external light by just practicing the discipleship of the words of the New Testament and not know the Holy Spirit at all and still die and go to hell. You can just get into the practicing of being a good external glory and die and go to hell. There's no salvation in it. God was never in it. You just became a good tree of the knowledge of good. And you practice good celestial glory. 
And that's truly what sorcery is. That's the stubbornness of man that I am a light being apart from the Father. It's the most like the fallen angels you can possibly get. And the covenant religion is what leads you there if you don't have an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. So who is the Antichrist? Those who come in the guise of Christ. Those that come with the external glories or external lights. The angels of light. The angels of glory. So that's why you need great wisdom during this time. Babylon the Great is all dealing with lights. We are real light workers. You're dealing with all kinds of different lights, but it's all darkness except for the one true light. John 1 says they've been deceived by all of these false lights. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness, Jesus Christ said. They've been deceived by all these glories. There's rich, there's glory in rituals. They, they, these sorcerers believe that Lucifer is their light bringer or their glory bringer. And there's a stardom to the light and the glory of the fallen angels, to the demon spirits, to the religious spirits. And there's an addiction to that external light. There's an addiction. That's why when you start to touch their glory, their celestial glory, their star glory, their sun glory, their moon glory, their dirt glory, their earthly glory, their sky glory, their blood glory, because blood is congealed light. So there's a there's a blood glory. The, the Bible says in Romans 9, there's the glory of the animal. So there's a glory in the blood. Okay, The knowledge of the glory will cover theirs, which means you're going to have to discern glories. You're going to have to discern lights. There's only one glory here that's the true glory. There's only one light here that's the true light. And it's God. In the midst of 200 million other lights and glories and gods. And they all burn in bushes. The difference is when you go into the one true light of the glory, it dynamically transforms your personality to practice unconditional love. No other light will transfigure your personality to love other animals more highly than yourself. So the joy will be based on that true light. And so once you become a disciple of that light, let's go there, John chapter 1. We'll we'll read about the glories of the inner man first, then we're going to go to John 1. Hebrews 9.9, seeing that the first outer portion of the tabernacle was a parable. The outer glory was a parable. A visible symbol or type or picture of the present age. In it, gifts and sacrifices are offered, and yet the incapable... They are incapable of perfecting the conscience or the cleansing and the renewing of the inner man. Notice there's no transformation in anything except true light. That's how you know them. That's what the fruit is. It's the evidence of internal inner man transformation. Hebrews 9 says only comes about if you're getting into the real Holy Spirit. If a person's the same and their personality isn't dynamically transforming as they grow in their Christianity, they're into demons 100% of the time. If their level of giving financially is the same it was five years ago, they're in demons 100% of the time. 
there needs to be a constant changing in the true light out of the current circumstances that bind you in the dirt. You have to be growing. Remember, anyone that turns back is not worthy of me, which means if there's not an increase, a natural increase, a spiritual increase, a mental and moral increase, then you have never known true light ever in your Christian life. And you get surrounded by people like Job, and you don't make the good decisions Job does. You allow those influencers, those friends, those family members to shut you down from the true glory of God. And that's what the enemy does. That's how it stops a person from discovering true light, which the Bible says is the only possibility of internal inner man transformation. The internal inner man's transformation is the manifestation of the sons of God and the glory of the third heaven. There is a people, and it is a minority, it is a remnant of a remnant of a remnant, that have found the promised land within, this true light, this Shekinah. And they're the most persecuted Christians in America. You're not going to see them at the big prayer events. Because they're holding on like the carriers of the ark to the pearl of great price, which is true light that is only found in the belly of the born again believer. These are the actual priests of the new covenant on earth. The remnant of the remnant of the remnant. The priests of Zadok. The set apart remnant that are fully God inside minded that understand how to maintain true light and carry the Ark of the New Covenant, the Ark of the Days of Noah, in this world of sin and false light. Amen. And that's what all the training of wisdom is for. Wisdom is the discernment of lights. Wisdom is the discernment of glories. Revelation 2.5. Remember then, from what heights you have fallen, repent, change the inner man. What is repentance? Changing the inner man. The Bible says the inner man can only be changed by true light. True light is also true love. John 1. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him. And without Him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of all men, and the light shines. It shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. What is darkness? It is someone unreceptive to true light. Also known as pride. Pride is fallen angel light in you. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came to witness 
that he might testify of the light, that all men might believe in it, believe in light. Hello? You ever see that before? Believe in light. <laughs> Salvation comes by believing in light. <laughs> that all men might believe in real light. Adhere to it, trust in it, and rely upon it. The glory of the inner man. He was not the light himself, but came that he might bear witness regarding the light. There it was, the true light was then coming into the world. See, it's the degrees of glory. It's the outpouring of the Lamb. You could call it the outpouring of the sons of God, never in revival. But what it is, is the outpouring of the light of Jesus. It's learning how to completely transfigure your soul to outpour his light. In doing so, you wrestle other lights constantly. Lust is a light. Pride is a light. Sin is a light. You say it's darkness. Well... It, the temptation comes through light. If it came as darkness, no one would ever do it. Because it, it's revealed in its true eternal form. But you don't see it as darkness. You don't see it as slimy, disgusting filth and sewage. And it doesn't come as open sewage in your nostrils. It comes like sweet cinnamon and saffron and spice perfumes. So Proverbs says, Hell comes smelling and looking good. It comes as light. Now wisdom in true light reveals and removes the makeup of the horror Babylon. Yes. This is what judges Holy. the fallen angels. The fallen angels have dressed up sin to look desirous. If you are walking in wisdom, you can undress sin to see its worm and scorpion and snake and spider forms. No offense, but... <laughs> And the snake's so severe, they're just, they're not going to represent demons anywhere. The demons are not going to be here. Don't blame the animals. These are the days of Noah. All the animals get saved. They gave their lives for us in the Old Testament. Remember, God saved them in the ark, which means they're definitely going to be saved in this ark. The only issue now is getting these other glories judged out of believers. Don't even worry what the world's doing. This is about the discipleship of people that love Jesus. If we can get the Christians that love the Holy Ghost, that love the gospel, that, you know, love the gifts, that are into the kingdom and all this prophetic stuff, if we can get them wise enough to discern lights, good game, it's over. Each one can cover a whole city. It says when a righteous man raises up, he lifts his city into the heavenlies in Proverbs. If one righteous man be in a city, he resurrects his entire city yes. into the glory. That's what Proverbs says. We need a level of maturity where there's great shepherds. Not good shepherds, not just sheep shepherds, but of all types of animals. That is what wisdom is producing you, which is you can only do that if you understand the spectrum that they're channeling in their face. To bear an image of a bird, beast, and reptile, get the wisdom now, 
means that there's a certain light that's agreeable to their form. This is how the fallen angels have ensnared the nations. That this people group believes these set belief systems. You don't have to study the set belief systems. You study wisdom. Wisdom just burns true light and can easily shepherd them all. All you need to do is press into wisdom. I don't need to learn Chinese. I don't need to learn Russian. I don't need to learn Hebrew. I need to learn the Shekinah glory of God and come as an angelic light being like my father and rule with true light through all external forms, which is the discernment of lights, the discernment of spirits. Every spirit can't even tempt a person to steal their lifeblood unless they come as light. Temptation only happens and sin only happens through deception of thinking it's going to be good. If you know it's bad, it's not a temptation anymore. The enemy will lose his power when you grow in wisdom. When you grow in wisdom, you won't be able to sin anymore. The snare of the fowler is broken. The birds of the air are captured and you are lifted up with wings. And in your wings, there's fresh air blowing through the souls. People's minds, they go crazy because they're not breathing the correct air. The prince of the power of the air has put a hypnotism and a spell between their ears. And the standard is so low, we just live as slime balls. And people just start prostituting themselves and selling their soul to darkness and filth and sewage when they're 13 to 18 years old. That's not normal. That's extreme mental illness. To destroy your soul is as sick and mentally ill as it gets, and we all do it, because we're all fallen. Now when we learn wisdom, we learn how to save our souls. Wisdom is the preservation of the soul, the glorification of the soul. Wisdom lifts up the soul into the presence of His glory, it is written. Which means understanding light, understanding all things. The more light in you from Jesus Christ, the more the enemy can't do anything to you. And you'll have an answer for everything. And your confidence will be in your spirit, so no matter what kind of stuff they throw at you, you like a, a snapping turtle, you can bring your soul into your spirit and have that shell like the days of Noah. You can tuck your mind into your spirit and be fully protected with an armor like a tortoise. You can run these things over with a semi-truck and they won't break. You have powerful, powerful armor in your spirit. You have Almighty God. God is indestructible. God can't be destroyed. You have enough God in you already to be invincible in battle. Now it's just getting your mind renewed to the truth of that statement. Now it's just tucking your brain and then having experiences so your faith grows until the indestructible part of you is wrapped on the outside of you. So the outer man is not fading away and the inner man strengthened every day. Like 2,000 years ago, Christianity, you've been growing in wisdom 2,000 years so that the inner man is progressively renewing the outer man. Yeah. And all of the aging of the outer man falls off like scales and you're restored to the youth of a 20-year-old in your 90s. Yeah. The glory can do it. Yeah. 
the glory wants to do it. The glory is the Father himself with us. And we're going to need a lot of teaching on the glory. We're going to need to get undone from all the religion that blocks our minds from experiencing the glory. Amen. We're going to learn how to drink the glory and eat the glory as food for our spirit. The marriage of the Lamb is learning how to live in union with bright light. And your spirit is changing your mind. And the angels are working within your spirit. And the measure of the glory in your spirit is conquering and transforming you. A lot of times when you're resting and soaking and when you're quiet, when you're sleeping, is some of the most active angelic hours because you're, you're not in charge at that time. You're completely submissive to the spirit world because you're dormant. You're asleep. And so the mind is silent and the flesh is silent. And therefore the angelic is loud. And so if you can live in a state like that where the angelic is active and loud and the animalic, the carnal, is quiet and silent all the time, you'll live in a continuous ecstasy and trance. But if the, the animal is active and loud, it's, it's actually shutting down and rejecting the angelic. And that's why you're demonized. Is because the, the Adamic nature and the cursed nature of the out-of-control programming of sinful DNA is it's like an open hell. I've dealt with people where it's just continuous demonic manifestations for decades and they never get better. Because if you don't build up the spirit and you just live out of the Adamic DNA around the glory, you only manifest demons constantly. And it's none of it's God. You're never growing. You have to come to a place where your spirit, the new creature, God's genetics in your spirit are devouring Adam's DNA in your body. It don't matter about your Adamic DNA. It matters about your divine genetics. The divine genetics are in your belly. Your spirit has God's genes in it. That gene pool is fire. Yes. Our God is an all-consuming fire. He is inside your spirit, and now he's trying to get you to cooperate to bring the animal, which is the Adamic DNA, your fleshly DNA. You, The whole consciousness of self is Adamic DNA. That's the curse. And to bring it into the genetics of his spirit and turn it clear and heal your DNA with God's genes. And that's growing in fire. I make my ministers flames of fire. I make my ministers the manifest genetics of God the Father. The word of God in your spirit is the genetics of God the Father in you. And now you feed it every part of you that's not God, which is flesh and blood. God is not flesh and blood. God is in flesh and blood. God is spirit. And so the spirit must devour the flesh in order to have such an increase to transform the earth. The DNA of the earth will be completely covered. The DNA of the heavens, the DNA of stars, the DNA of all these glories. All these glories have DNA. That's how you know it's not God. If it has DNA, it's not God. God is here with genetics. God is here with the Holy Spirit in his word. It's different. It's completely other. It's holy light. That's the true light. True light is divine genetics. 
the light in the world that deceives everyone is Adamic DNA. They're both lights. There's both illuminations. There's both studies of books and doing stuff in the realm of the natural and just out here on this earth trying to look human. But one is divine and the other is totally satanic, completely fallen. The wide path of destruction is the practice of DNA. The narrow path of eternal life is the practice of genetics. Amen. Spirit and flesh. Invisible and visible. Natural and supernatural. And so you're constantly having the invisible of the genetics renewed in your mind to manifest to greater glory. And eventually this mind will be as clear as the spirit. The greatest state of maturity the Holy Ghost once told me is becoming invisible light. Becoming clear. Jesus became clear. He became invisible. They looked for him. Wasn't he just here? He disappeared in their midst multiple times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just went invisible because he was invisible light. He was completely consumed by the Father's genetics and the Adamic DNA code had no government over God's genes. God's genes were his intelligence, so he just completely turned his DNA invisible multiple times in the Bible. Going invisible, becoming true light, is the end goal of your faith. Amen? That's what it says in Revelation 22, crystal clear and sparkling from the throne. Crystal clear is pretty invisible. Clear? Can't see it if it's clear. You see right through it. There's nothing there. It's clear. The Bible says that the glory is crystal clear. So the transfiguration, so these false glories are visible glories, aren't they? Uh-huh. Being seen by men. They love being seen by men. They love the glory of religion. They love the glory of the fallen angels. The invisible glory. No one becomes a great speaker in hiding, they said to Jesus, because he was doing the invisible glory route. And everyone else was visible glory route. Completely different light spectrum. Completely different fathers. The kingdoms of this world all work on different lights. But this light is Zion. The light of Zion is the only legal light we're allowed to practice as Christians. Christians have our belief system in Jesus Christ access to true, invisible, glory light. As it rises in your heart, you become more and more humble. What is the crucifixion with Christ? Becoming invisible. Which means you can't even see my soul anymore. You just see Christ, the fruit of the tree of life, the piercing of the power of his glory becomes so powerful that you can feel it right through your DNA. Your DNA feels stuff all the time. That's how the fallen angels get people to be manipulated to do anything. Because DNA feels. DNA, DNA can be moved like pieces on a checkered board. DNA can be shepherded by fallen angels. The foul birds are the highest ranking demons that move around the animals of the earth through DNA. The, if you can be moved by DNA, you can be manipulated by religion. If you are rock solid in God's genetics, there ain't anything a bat in hell that could move you. You'd be the most stubborn Holy Ghost person Satan's ever encountered, which is true maturity. Because nothing can move God. This is what throne room life is. 
and God the Father's throne and the archangels around his throne. These are the people that are only moved by God's true invisible glory light. You come to a place of maturity, nothing can move your heart. Nothing can move your mind. Nothing can change you except the constant loyalty to practicing the Father's glory and all the counterfeits are judged by the wisdom of true light. That stuff will stop messing with you as you get wiser and wiser. That's how you become more than conquerors and that's how you overcome. Blessed are the overcomers. How do you get these? The morning star, which is the ability to rule with true light. The light of the world is the bright morning star. I will give them the morning star. Revelation chapter 2, it is written for those that overcome and conquer. It, you overcome and conquer every other light to get the rulership of true light. So all wisdom is the conquering of other lights, other manifestations of experiences in the realm of the natural until you're only experiencing the glory, conquering, flooding, drowning, the realm of the natural. The days of Noah are a people whose true light has conquered false light, which is the floods of the glory. Out of your belly will flow rivers. Only for those who believe in this light. There it was. The true light was then coming into the world. The genuine, perfect, steadfast light that illumines every person. Great shepherd. Yes. Every animal. He came into the world, and through, the, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him, did not know him. He came to that which belonged to him, to his own, his domain, creation, things, and world. And they were who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, and right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe... Adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. His name is his nature. What's his nature? Glory. Who believe in his light. We just read how the ones that are only getting saved are the ones that are changing light spectrums. Hello? You know I have unity? Get them in the same light. You know why there's disunity? Because there's 10,000 other lights warring for your souls. That's how principalities work. Who owe their birth neither to bloods, nor to the will of the flesh, that of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, and lived a while among us. And we actually saw his glory. <laughs> his honor and his majesty such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father full of grace favor loving kindness sweetness deliciousness and truth john testified about him and cried out this was he of whom i said he who comes after me has priority over me for he was before me he takes rank above me for he existed before i did aren't you glad he's inside you know so you don't have to talk about him like john on the outside you know jesus said great 
the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. You know why? Because now the person he's talking about is inside your bellies. I can just feel that thing out there. <laughs> I remember introducing people into God inside minded revelation and they're like, wow, it contradicts my entire existence. And they just admitted and they said, this is going to take a long time to train my mind into this truth because everything you've heard from religion and your environment and the world your whole life opposes God inside mightiness because it's the returning to the original design of finding all of the glory of the human spirit which is called the Garden of Eden. Amen. No separation. No distance. Full. Full and flooded with God himself living in the internal glory of the literal throne of the Father and the literal throne of the Lamb on the inside so that you could say all riches to the Lamb and not be subconscious like you're doing something wrong apart from the Lamb. Any part from you, of you that's apart from the Lamb that's getting, you think you're stealing from the Lamb or having some kind of unworthy experiences, it just means that your heart isn't circumcised enough to know Him on the inside. Otherwise, you know when it comes to you, it's coming right into the Lamb because you're in union with your whole soul. If you're not in union with your soul, it's because you're separated by sin. Sin in the heart that separates the conscience. So you have a seared conscience. So the Word of God circumcises the heart. So what they say, what does the Bible say? In this world we are Jesus. Find a Christian that actually believes that and not some false humility that's just like all external Jesus, which is the worship of fallen angels in false Christianity right now. When the Lamb of God is really understood and experienced in your belly, it is the ultimate experience of humility. It's the, That's what perfect humility is, is knowing and experiencing Jesus inside your own spirit constantly. That's what keeps our mind humbled, our heart washed. You're never going to be God. But he's inside that vessel and he's fully God in you. So the humility is that you're sharing that body with God himself. <laughs> and so you're learning how to honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians 6.19, which is learn how to practice the new covenant. <laughs> Amen. So when people, and when your confidence really gets strong, which a lot of undiscerning call pride, but it's actually just knowing him in the glory. Those who believe will see my glory. Those who know their God are going to walk in great glory, which is great exploits. The glory did every sign, wonder, miracle, and healing of Jesus Christ's entire ministry. The glory is going to heal all cities and nations in the coming days through the glorification of your spirit through a Christian people that know the Lord of glory inside their temple of glory. The glorification of this temple is all that's left to do. It's called the manifestation of the sons of God. Son of God is someone who's fully glorified in their inner man. That their inner man has God the Father's throne fully manifesting through them while the religious just attack them every day because the religious are out here worshiping the fallen angels as Jesus bad fruit everywhere good fruit is union on the inside and you really know if they're if they're into the true light by their fruit if there's 
a progressive, unconditional, long-suffering love. That no external misunderstanding, persecution, withholding, or any kind of ill treatment towards them can shut them down because they're actually, they found the pearl of great price within. This evidence that this person is hosting the true divine tabernacle inside their bodies. These are the ones you want to honor as brothers and sisters and fellowship with because they're using their body to be the very tabernacle of God's heart. That's what the tabernacle of David is. That we're hosting him on the inside. This is God's house. This is the church. This is the body. And when we awaken hearts by this preaching, you begin to know them on the inside and it clears up all the behavior on the outside. So your whole life becomes being a priest as a house for His glory on the inside. When the temptation comes, you'll grow in wisdom to learn how to use this glory like the ark smote the sons of Aaron to smite down the demons, to smite down the sorcery and the warlock and the witch and the religious. Smite them with light, which is called love your neighbor as yourself. What's in yourself? Only the glory. So you love them with the glory, pour out the wrath of the Lamb on their head, because that's all that's inside you is the Lamb. What's wrath of the Lamb? Glory. Pour out light and glory. Amen. The same glory that the Father and the Son has, the Holy Spirit is forming on the inside to pour out the greater glory. The judgment of the end times, like it was in the days of Noah, is the outpouring of this light against all the false lights in the world. You know, this is why they're going crazy in the fallen angels, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, is because they're getting darker and darker, which is dumber and dumber in their brain. You haven't seen the sorcerers make this many obvious mistakes since the fall of Adam. You haven't seen the principalities make this many obvious mistakes since the fall of Adam. It's because the glory light of the Garden of Eden inside the believers is confusing them like Gideon's 300. On the mountaintops, they let true light shine, and they made the noise of the glory, the sons of thunder, the thundering of the voice of God, and it turned the enemies of Israel, the enemies of Judge Gideon, to confusion and madness, and they destroyed themselves in the Bible. This is how it's going down the greater glory, like Nebuchadnezzar will make them crawl on their belly, which is the surface of the earth and the intelligence of the celestial be thrown down and belong only to the Christians of the glory realm. (laughs) And I tell you the truth, the prophets will rule the world. Now is the time, the prophets of God, to rule and reign this world. Yes. Revelation says that the time to give the inheritance of the prophets has come. Amen. You don't want any president, you don't want any... Any of this stuff ruling over you except the prophetic. You want the word as your government. Yes. And that will give you a perfect heavenly life. It's true. It's written in the Bible. Some of you are really political. You need to get really biblical. Come on. The of the increase of his government, there shall be the government of what? The word of God. The prophet of God. Amen. And 
if you put your life and your soul underneath the government of the prophetic word, the true heavenly Sanhedrin, what kind of life shall you live? A heavenly life. Wisdom is proven by her children. Put your whole life under the government of Red Letter Ministries and see your whole life turn completely heavenly. You'll be convicted and challenged and stuff will burn off of you that's not under the submission to God's throne because the prophet is the container of the throne of the Father and the Lamb. This is an Old Testament where he's a separate entity. This is New Testament where it's the same only living God inside men and women who've allowed him to conquer the inside, which is called sanctification. Sanctification is the inside of the cup becoming the container of the only God. If the containers of the only God are not ruling over you on earth, you are not God's people, but Satan's. True than now. You cannot say you're God's people unless the ones with the clean cups are ruling over you by their outpouring. There's one body. Each person a member in particular of one body. And the Bible says the prophets and apostles are the head of the body. If you're not under the head, you're not even in the body. You're not a Christian yet. Don't listen to these divisive, rebellious people who believe in Jesus. They believe in Jesus like the demons believe in Jesus, which means they never obey anything God says. And all of their Christianity is selfishness continuously. They're always doing their own thing. They have no participation in the kingdom. It's about their little house and their little brain all every single day. They're cockroaches. They're not Christians. They're cockroaches. You have to pastor the cockroaches too, like great shepherds. But don't think those are brothers and sisters who believe in Jesus. Believers in Jesus, Jesus Christ said, will be proven by obedience. You say you love me. The evidence is if you obey his word. If you disobey the sent word, which is the prophets, you are disobeying God himself. Amen. So get set free in obedience and the rebellious demons in you get judged when you begin to obey the holy ghost it brings judgment towards your demonic influence some of you have never been free because you've never obeyed the holy ghost in anything and you always just go back into sin like dogs returning to their vomit it's because you've never practiced the holy ghost you must make the holy spirit of god your lord and master Otherwise, a demon spirit, a demon God, will be your Lord and be your master. And that's why you have hell on earth instead of heaven on earth. Whoever you obey, you are under their government. And in the government of the demons is hell. The government of the holy angels, the archangels, and the true prince of peace, which is a principality in government, is heaven. So it's all about submission to authority. And people start to cringe because we are so rebellious and demon-possessed. If you are not submitted to divine authority, you have never tasted freedom. It was in the submission to Jesus as ultimate authority that the apostles were liberated from the Pharisees and from Herod. There was no liberation from anyone else unless they submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ. And he gave that authority to men 
and the cities rejoiced that God had given such men authority. Yeah. Even authority over demons. Authority over every unclean spirit. Authority over the universe. This is real Christianity. The kingdom suffering violence because people are stubborn, full of sorcery and demons, and suffer violence. But we're advancing it forcefully nevertheless, and we will conquer everything as the Holy Spirit grows in us and as people learn these lessons as becoming disciples to obey the Spirit of God. When your personality starts to be tremendously glorified, you will love obedience. Obedience becomes pleasurable. Obedience becomes a greater hit of glory. God doesn't put us under authority to punish us. That's just because you're rebellious and demonized. Being under authority in the kingdom is how the river of life flows through each person. Otherwise, there's no river in your life because it has elevations and degrees from the archangels down through all the other angels. That's what how the ranks of the angels and the ranks of the Christians works. The Christians around the throne are manifesting the throne room glory through all the Christians in the inner court and outer court, and none of them break rank in the spirit on earth. People break rank everywhere because the brain is completely deceived and doesn't understand heaven. In heaven, nobody breaks rank because you can't. It's a perfected place of order. It's the order of righteousness, the order of Melchizedek, of how the glory comes forth from God the Father and the Lamb of God. And we need to bring that order and that government through the ranks of the Christians on the earth. That's how I know these people are full of Satan. They break rank constantly, dishonoring ministries, stealing from ministries, just taking it all as their own. They don't understand how the river flows. They're not prophetic, they're pathetic, and they're just destroying themselves in rebellion, yet they do works, lots of works. And they're building big ministries only to be washed away by the river eventually because they never did it in divine order. Only those who worked under authority in divine order advanced the kingdom. Look at the book of Acts. It was all about order. It's the order of the river and the elevations and the degrees of the river of the glory of God. And it's freedom. This is how you find what part of the body you're in so you're not also helping the devil out, destroying Christians and hurting God's people in the kingdom and attacking kingdom people. A lot of the people in the kingdom were attacked and brutally murdered by false Christians in the first century. Don't think just because these ministries have miracles or even glory that they're even kingdom at all. Most of them are thieves. Most of them are thieves. You will know them by how they channel the, the authority of the river, the authority of the living waters. Is there an honor system of government of the kingdom of heaven evidenced of the entire universal body of Christ? If that's not there, they're not even under the kingdom authority. Where's the headship of the body? Where's the prophets? Where's the apostles? Oh, it's just me. You're totally deceived completely lost. Yes. It's not just you. 
This is an ancient kingdom of prophets and apostles. I've worked with Paul. I've worked with John. I've worked with the cloud of witnesses every day since I've been born again. God the Father himself showed up the day I was saved and spoke audibly over me. This has always been about kingdom order. And I have not broken it. I have not disobeyed the kingdom. But finding Christians that obey the kingdom, it's rare. They're out there. But most people don't have the understanding of the kingdom and its government clearly burned like fire through their heads. Because they're in a rebellious state in an earthly, animalic glory. So we have to burn them up. We have to baptize them in fire. These are the nations that baptize them in fire. When they're just deceived and they're unteachable and they're stubborn and they just won't repent. Most people won't repent. Some do, that's precious. It's rare that people actually change. Most people will never change. So what do you do to people don't change? You turn them into the lake of fire. You burn them with unquenchable fire. Jesus Christ said towards the stubborn, I've come to bring fire. Oh, how I wish it was already kindled because there's no way to get this through you except burning you in a baptism of fire. Don't think this will change anything in civilization except with a total flood of divine fire. Very few have actually changed over the years. Very few actually totally transform their souls. It's rare. Few are the ones that find it, the Bible says. Few, not many. Few find it. Because few actually want to completely transform into the original design of what Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden. Most just want to add the glory under their brain and build little kingdoms on this earth like sandcastles and do their own thing and call it God and just have big ministries and big videos on YouTube and live a comfortable, cozy life. We want to burn this place up with unquenchable fire. Yes. We want to start over with the kingdom age. God's genetics are serious towards man's DNA to consume them with unquenchable fire. But first, it has to be done in us. He's going to transform us so severely on the inside that everything around us will burn as we burn internally. You want a greater fire to burn all the crap up in your city? Burn up all the crap up in your heart. Burn up the inside of the, the cup. There's a greater glory, a greater fire inside your body. There must be a glorification of the inner man much more severely than this. Thousands and thousands of degrees of greater fire inside to completely conquer death, to to melt your heart like Jesus' heart melted on the cross. A fire so hot where the human heart melts in your body. I know it's coming. I've seen it. There will be a time where you swallow up death and victory because the inside of the cup is so glorified. You'll be walking so deep with the Holy Spirit in such a great union in the power of His authority and His presence in a great high elevation far above all the animals down below. Every unclean thing just walking on a sea of glass, walking on streets of gold. It'll be down underneath you. There'll still be wicked sinners outside the city gates, but it'll be so underneath you because of the internal fire. And you'll be glowing. The time of the sons of God is the greatest contrast of the unbeliever and the believer. But both will be here. Two may be sleeping in the bed. One be taken, one remain. Two be grinding in the middle. One be taken. What does it mean? One be taken up in a glorification. One be taken up in glory. Not in a rapture, in transformation. The other remain in the earthly. But one become in heavenly. To one to rule over the other. Able to rule over Cain. Christ 
and his nation, the heavenly Israel and the heavenly Jerusalem, to rule over the earth. And earthly Israel and earthly Jerusalem be ruled over by heavenly Jerusalem forever, forever and ever. But you're going to be inheriting the nations for a long time. So don't look for just perfecting others. It's a constant perfecting of your own soul and a constant perfecting of your internal elevation. Always getting greater on the inside and a higher elevation on the outside. And then the contrast to be seen. They will mourn and beat their breasts and lament for they had murdered Jesus inside the transforming cocooned sons in this generation. People are going to be utterly shocked. Some of their hearts will melt for fear because they didn't realize what metamorphosis was and they fought sanctification and they blasphemed the Holy Spirit. They attacked the sanctifier, Yahweh Mekadeshim. They attacked the one who transforms the soul into the same expression of Jesus Christ of the seven spirits of God. They attacked the seven spirits of God, which is our potential transformation of our soul into an immortal, invincible soul of glory. And the sons of God will be the immortal, invincible sons of glory. Daughters of glory, daughters of the kingdom, daughters of Zion, sons of the sky and in the heavenly realm. And they'll be right here with their body on earth, but their body can go up into the clouds. The limitations of the body will be removed as the inside of the cup gets cleaner and cleaner from glory to 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 glory in Jesus mighty name amen glory to God bless you guys Thank you, Father, for all of these people getting sanctified and transformed of soul with a greater fire that they've never tasted or experienced before. Do it by your word and your prophetic word in their spirit, intensifying the fire of the melting of their hearts. Thank you for glorifying each and everyone's inner man and renewing their mind to their inner man on the glory. In Jesus' name, let the confidence and the glory of Jesus Christ in your inner man supersede all external confidence of idolatry and become a personal outpouring of the river of life where everyone around you can come and drink the heavenly glory and know God clearly as the true light that brings salvation. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Give an offering into this ministry tonight. Ask the Holy Spirit, don't soft, don't harden your hearts when you hear about money now. Soften your hearts. What can my natural man bring to consecrate to the works of this ministry? Lord, just speak to me. How can I be a blessing to Red Letter Ministries? How can I help this ministry advance God's agenda and hear clearly from your angels who have the Holy Ghost in them and they'll help you participate with this ministry more accurately. We need to be like a well-oiled vessel, like an army. And each one of us is a soldier in this army. Each one of you understanding their rank, their position, you all play an important part. You play a part that no one else can play. If you are hearing clearly from the spirit of glory, your heavenly father, 
Let him build you up and give you confidence in your position to do your work, to do the portion of work as a spirit being, a new creature that he's given you to do, to help this army, to help this ministry, to help this apostleship. With many of you, it's bringing in finances and to increase the financial giving. Others of you will begin ministering in all kinds of different areas of a huge, gigantic nation of heavenly Israel. And you begin to learn your part in the heavenly Israel now as you're illuminated as to your work in this ministry. And just pray and hear clearly from the Lord and settle your hearts and settle your minds. Father, bring revelation to each soldier at the sound of my voice as to what part they play in this apostleship with the sons of God, with the tribe of Judah, with the tribe of Levi, with the tribes of the sons of God, with the manifesting sons, with the government of God, with the heavenly Sanhedrin, what part they are to play, how they can advance your kingdom and bless each one angelically with superhuman energy in their spirit as they advance your will, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>
fully surrender Wanna receive your download The wisdom of heaven The revelation Illumination Impartation Christ that's living in me, living in victory. No longer I be living, but Christ that's living in me, I'm living in victory. A twenty-four-seven, a three-sixty-five. Yeah. I want to be in unity I want to sing 